Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's Friday, and that means a recap of the best takes and worst takes of the week. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. And of course, we've got Hamas takes. We've got Kamala Harris. We've got Tim Brando and one of the best and worst takes I've ever seen on abortion all in the same video. So, Pat, what do you say? Dive in to some critical thinking? We must. Mm, okay, sounds good. Good Friday to you all. Now, I will preface this by saying um, one thing. We are recording this on Thursday night. And, um, Pat, I don't know if you've been paying attention to your Twitter feed or your X feed or anything in the uh, past 15, 20 minutes. Don't know if you I have. mean, kind of as we've been perusing through for the show, but it, what do you mean specifically? Um, let's just say this. Apparently, allegedly, according to reports, again, on X, I, I just want to make sure that we're doing this correctly, but um, allegedly, the United States has conducted multiple airstrikes against Iranian proxies in multiple locations in Syria. So, you might be asking to yourself this. If this report is true, why are we not going to expound upon it? Well, Because we're recording it on Thursday night and we have no real verification of this report. But there are multiple reports out there right now that the United States has struck at Iran proxies in Syria. Again, take it with the grain of salt of Thursday night, late. We'll see if that is actually the truth or not. But just in case that it is, Know that we are recording this on Thursday night and um, we don't have enough information to verify and to dig into this. So we're just not going to. I just want to put that place marker here so that you can understand that on Friday morning. Perhaps we will talk about it on Monday, depending on what comes out over the next little while. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, let's get the right information instead of just assuming information. That is my point. All right. So all of that having been said, um, we have a lot to get into with the best and worst takes of the week. So just, just rip the bandaid off and, and dive right on in. Uh, yeah, that would be the best way to do it. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with the speaker of the house race, Pat. Because I have a worse oh. take. Okay. And it's um, not really a take. It's a worse speech. <laughs> um, Hakeem Jeffries, because this is the tradition, right? The loser of the vote, if you will, is the one who mm -hmm. introduces the new Speaker of the House. It's kind of a weird tradition, but it's a tradition. Um, what the heck? This is a turbulent time 
in the American journey. And we have but one charge to keep during this moment of great fragility. Our union must be sustained. Our union must be strengthened. Our union must succeed. There are many throughout this country who are understandably alarmed at the turbulence of the moment, at the chaos, the dysfunction, and the extremism that has been unleashed in this chamber from the very beginning of this Congress. But this, too, shall pass. Our country has often confronted adversity, and the good news is we always find a way to make it to the other side. We faced adversity in the 1860s, in the middle of the Civil War, when the country was literally tearing itself apart. We faced adversity in October of 1929, when the stock market collapsed, plunging us into a Great Depression. We faced adversity in December of 1941, when a foreign power unexpectedly struck, plunging us into a world war with the evil empire of Nazi Germany. We faced adversity in the Deep South in the 1950s and 60s when the country was struggling to reconcile the inherent contradictions between Jim Crow segregation and the glorious promises of the Constitution. We faced adversity on September 11th, 2001, when the towers and the Pentagon were unexpectedly struck, killing thousands of lives in an instant. We faced adversity right here in the House of Representatives, when on January 6, 2021, a violent mob of insurrectionists incited by some in this chamber overran the House floor as part of an effort to halt the peaceful transfer of power. Every time we faced adversity, the good news here in America is that we always overcome. That is the power of American exceptionalism. That is why America is the land of... Okay, so two things here, Pat. Um, I cannot abide the Obama light speech. I, I had enough of it during the eight years of Obama. I don't need the sing-songy robot speaking. I, I, I can't. Also, we- January 6th, 9-11, Jim Crow, the Civil War. Really? Uh, re- he- he- but Andrew, we all face adversity in those situations. Just saying. No, we did not. Um, are are those things, by the way, equal? Quite literally, none of them are. No. So you like, can't even compare. I get that they were important moments in our history, right? But hear me out on this. In the order of importance, I'm going to go with the Civil War. At the yeah. very top of that list. Because we yeah. don't exist as a nation to be able to be attacked 
And then also notice how he doesn't name Japan. He goes on to talk about Nazi Germany in world in the World War II section. Yeah, um, J- Japan wanted to uh, destroy us for sure. Now, were we trending in the direction of potentially getting ourselves involved in Europe? Yes, we were trending that way. Mm-hmm. It would have taken probably another six to eight months for us to have gotten involved, but uh, immediately then we decided to get involved. But, okay, on the scale of wars, let's take them out. Jim Crow, January 6th. What you talking about, Willis? Um, don't get me wrong. The overturn of Jim Crow laws in this country was a big thing. Yeah, and way more influential and important yeah. and uh, disastrous to the fabric of the American life. Not the overturning, but the um, the actual segregation Jim Crow era way more harmful to the fabric of this nation than anything that ever remotely possibly could have been conjured up by Capitol Police. Because, by the way, Pat, we actually have evidence that is coming out in the series that The Blaze is doing, one of its first investigative series that they are doing. If you listen to an interview on the Steve Dace program the other day, um, they had the guy who's doing the um, reporting here mm-hmm. on, and literally they have the evidence that suggests, that, not just suggests, but proves that the one of the Capitol Police officers who has put mm, over a dozen, if not a double baby, a double baker's dozen of January 6th people in jail, is a complete fabrication because he says he was in one location and one thing was going on when he wasn't even in that part of the Capitol vis-a-vis video evidence. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah. In terms of importance of events, the more evidence that comes out about January 6th, that whole event is basically a flea on the ass crack of history because it, 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 it's a complete and total sham. That being said though, Pat, speaking of surprises, um, we got to go backwards because uh, just as I started to play that clip, we do have confirmation from the secretary of defense, Lloyd Austin, that the U S did strike at proxy Iranian sites in Syria. That is true. That did actually happen. Now, what the claim is, is that they struck at these targeted sites that have been attempting to attack U.S. military installations throughout the Middle East. Uh, So they've been trying to kill American soldiers over there. Mm -hmm. So if that is actually the case here, I understand it. We have a right to our, defend ourselves and, more importantly, should be defending our military and making sure that they are as safe as possible as they are over there. Now, I can also argue that they, they shouldn't be over there, but that is a wholly separate argument. They're there. We have to deal with that reality. Right. 
while also, I think, attempting to bring as many of them home as possible from that absolute hellhole. But that being said, um, why right now? I have some serious questions as to the smartness of this. Now, they say that this is in retaliation for recent attacks. I think it's uh, October 17th was the most recent attack, apparently. Okay, so in less than 10 days, we responded back. All right. Shouldn't we be playing 4D chess here? Um, well, yes, but I mean, because what the hell is going on over there right now? Right. But the thing is, is this, I mean, because he's part of this administration, right? Right. Is this administration capable of playing 4D chess? No, it's not. It never has been and never will be. But my, my point is we don't even need to be playing 4D chess. Just play chess, not checkers, please. And what do I mean by this? I, I simply Is this mean playing chess. I don't know. That's my point. <laughs> what I simply mean here, Pat, is this: Iran is doing what? Poking the bears in hopes of what? Knocking all the dominoes down and creating what? Because lest you forget that these people believe in, I think it's the, is it the 12th or 13th imam? imam? I forget the crazy, they believe in one of the most crazy parts of the conspiracies around the Quran, okay? I think it's the 12th imam. imam. I, I couldn't tell you. It states that Muhammad al-Mahdi, the 12th imam, did not die because he has been concealed by God from humanity. His life has been miraculously prolonged until the day that he manifests himself by God's permission to fill the earth with justice. And the only way to bring that justice, according to all of these things, is what? Total war. And all the Christians and Jews must die. I'm so, not saying... What I'm saying is these people are nuts. Mm-hmm. This is part of the provocation. You have to know this. Do we have the right to defend our military? 1,000%. But you have to think beyond the moment for five seconds. What? What? They they just took money that you gave them and are literally funding all of these groups throughout the Middle East, right? Mm-hmm. We also Including today, because uh, again, we're recording this on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, had the news that a rocket somehow a hundred miles away from the Gaza Strip, landed in Egypt and took a bunch of things out. Where the hell did that come from? It didn't come from Israel because that would be really stupid. It didn't come from America because, again, that would be really stupid. Some people think maybe it was Yemen. And uh, in response to some of the things that have been going on with Egypt and Yemen, um, it, some people believe it could have been a misfired rocket from Gaza. We, my point is we are teetering here. And we should be doing everything in our power to avoid World War III. Because make no mistake, 
make no mistake. That's exactly what Iran wants, is that type of provocation in which we say, all right, it's time for NATO, it's time for Israel, it's time for all of us to get together, and uh, and then all of the Iranian back, oh, wait, Iran's with whom? Oh, that's right, Russia, China. North and what Korea. better way to get into China's good graces than start a war with the U.S., right? Because let's not forget that China and Iran are not exactly friendly right now. Oh, and let's also forget that we've turned India into a friend of China, into a friend of Russia, into a friend of Iran. So we're talking about basically half the Earth's population at this point. Well, maybe a third at least. This this would be a world war that would make the first and second world wars look like child's play. Mm-hmm. I, I just... I get it. Target, strike, military operation, cool. But you damn well better believe that or know that Iran isn't going to go that direction again. Because what would Iran see this as, right? Well, that's our proxy, and you just attacked it, so we have a right to now defend ourselves, right? How dare you? Speaking of not getting it... um. And last night, horrific shooting in, in Lewiston, Maine, right? Right. Don't know enough details to really kind of sift through this other than what? They have persons of interest. That's all I know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not going to comment on it, but that hasn't stopped Kamala Harris, who probably doesn't know anything about it from commenting. Once again, routine gatherings, this time at a bowling alley and a restaurant, have been turned into scenes of horrific carnage. Doug and I mourn for those who were killed. We pray for those who were injured and grieve with so many whose lives are forever changed and impacted by what happened. The Biden-Harris administration will continue to provide full support to local authorities. And as we gather details, we must continue to speak truth about the moment we are in. In our country today, the leading cause of death of American children is gun violence. Gun violence has terrorized and traumatized so many of our communities in this country. And let us be clear, it does not have to be this way as our friends in Australia have demonstrated. And with that then, and with that- So, uh, Pat, uh, um, yeah, she's right, by the way, that, that the leading cause of death is firearms. Uh, See, I was looking that up to make sure that she was actually telling the truth. She's right on that, by the way, that that is true. So, there's that. Um, I would like to point something out there, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the leading cause of death there is firearm-related injury. Correct. That does not necessarily mean a mass shooting or murder. It's most cases, 
Bingo. Accident. Bingo. The real, actual number one cause of death is still what? Car accidents. Mm-hmm. Gun violence. It, th- that's the lie. Th- that's what I wanted to point out real quick was that's the lie. It's not gun violence. It's accidental plus, right? For instance, would you just lump everybody who used a vehicle in, for instance, you were a drunk driver and killed somebody, right? Is that lumped into car accidents or murder? Right? Like, do you see where I'm going with this? It. Yep. This is why stats lie and why you have to pay attention to what they're attempting to tell you. Stats can help you tell any story you want. Firearms are the leading cause of death. Yeah, accidents, murder, suicide is in there. They -hmm. include suicide in gun deaths. What do we know about the suicide rate? I mean, that's been going up for a while. Weird, because uh, guess what? Deaths due to poisonings, which include drug overdose, have increased 186% since 2000, and 100 about 103 or 104 is it 103 since 2009 and that's from the cdc but how many of those suicides were accidental suicides wait what there's well, no such so thing no, as an accidental suicide what, what what no 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 no. what i'm saying is like let's say they were doing drugs but they didn't necessarily mean to overdose but, i mean it's technically that wouldn't be an accidental I mean, I, I guess, suicide. I guess that would That's be, a drug you know, overdose, you period, point blank. Yeah. That's a yeah. category. I guess, never mind. Forget, forget I said anything. <laughs> what? He, Out of Kamala Harris moment. Yeah. Write a Venn diagram about it. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I just... Australia's the answer? What? Um... I get it because she's in Australia or there's the Australian and American flag behind her and Venn diagram that one. But, uh, how's yeah, that been working the, out for them? Not, not I was quite. Gonna say, ask, the, ask, ask the Australians about that gun buyback program and how that's working out for them. Yeah. Yep. Just wow. All right. And then we have one from Thursday's program because I cannot abide this take. Hamas's actions on October 7th? I think what I use my platform for and who I condemn was pretty clear by my message. And I think that I will continue to condemn apartheid and military occupation. And that in this moment, I'm focused on calling for an end to genocide and calling for an immediate ceasefire. My head hurts. Why did you play that again? Because as I said, the birds of the brown and black feather flock together. And it's never about the race. It's always about the Marxist agenda. Mm-hmm. This is the mm-hmm. truth. I, I'm not the only one saying it, by the way. Scholars who know the history of Hamas, of the Islamic movement, the Palestinian movement, and all of that jazz. If you look at government in 
the Middle East. It is by and large Marxist. If it is free of kingship and queenship at all, it's by and large very Marxist in in its nature. It really is. It is why you see a lot of Marxists tied with, weirdly, becoming Muslim in prison and elsewhere. Look at Louis Farrakhan. Look at all of these types of leaders in America. They're tied together. This is not a coincidence in any way, shape, or form. This is learned. This is taught. This is on purpose. And by the way, look at um, Coca-Cola and other companies suddenly pulling the plug on the ta- uh, touting of their relationship with BLM Inc. Uh, hey, NFL, where are you? Hey, NBA, where are you? Because you know where the NBA is really popular also, besides China? Israel. It is super popular over there. Basketball is probably the second most popular sport in that country. Next to I was uh, say, that, football. That, that whole region is pretty basketball heavy too. Yeah. Yep. So what you talking about, Willis? Again, this is this is not it's shocking to the conscience because this is this should be black and white. Not because you can't then also, like I said on Thursday's program, walk and chew gum at the same time. It is possible to say, this is wrong. Attacking civilians is terrible. It is wrong. It is against all morality. And then also say, if you are the oppressed, right? So I also use the um, Armenians being attacked by the Muslim majority in Azerbaijan as an example. Would the Armenians be right to attack the people that are literally oppressing them, shutting their electric off, their water, their gas, starving them out of just living, period, point blank? Has nothing to do with a second government existing there, right? That's not how that works over there. They have an actual legitimate cause to go after the military. You can separate these two. You really could, right? Yes. Did they attack the military, as I said on Thursday's program? No, they did not. Nope. So it is black and white. It should be. Except for when you also realize that Marxism is not bent. Marxism. At its very nature, Karl Marx, a ethnic Jew, right, hated Jews to his dying day. The entire history of Marxism is anti-Jew. The programs and all of the things that we know about throughout uh, Soviet history, throughout every fascist Marxist movement in human history. It goes there first, then it comes for the Christian, and then it's going to come for you. This is something they learn. This is something they learn to be right and righteous in their mind. 
This is intentional. I hope it does shock your conscience. Conscience, excuse me. Because it should. Problem is, it won't for them because they don't see the world the way you do. To them, black and white is literally black, the skin color, and white, the skin color. And you whitey are the oppressor for everything in the world. Never mind, like we pointed out how many times there are Jews of every race, there are Christians of every race, there are Muslims of every race. There are, I just, it's just dumb. Yet here we are. This is somebody we're supposed to legitimately take seriously. And big up on ABC for asking that question and just making her show her ass, right? Congratulations on that. Okay. So with that being said, Pat, I think uh, we've got enough time here. Um, Let's go ahead and crown a brand new Richard of the Week. And the nominees, Pat. The nominees are Jamal Bowman. Jamal, yes. Fire alarm guy. Oh, Jamal. Excuse me. Jamal Bowman. Mm -hmm. The fire alarm guy in the, uh, was it the house? Yes, yes. Yes, Yes, it was. He is also a uh, absolute asshole, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Actually, it kind of is. Crowning a Richard of the Week, being an absolute asshole, period, amen, is kind of yeah, yeah, important. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you, you, very, very good point made. I see what you did there. Um, then you have Rashida Tlaib for her anti-Semitic BS. Unrepentant. Yep. Unrepentant, too. Yes, yes. Um, then you have uh, Dana White, and I can't believe I'm actually putting his name in here. I, his is a name I actually never thought I would put in here. Um, but, um, he decided that, um, partnering with Bud Light was a good idea. And, and yeah. what he did, see, uh, called the sponsorship with, uh, Bud Light mm-hmm. a victory and for America's culture war, bro, read the room. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yeah, yeah. Read the room. I yeah, I I'd love to see more on why he thinks that's a victory for the culture war, but uh, whatever. 
It's just dumb. Anyway. Anyway, um, then we have Connor Stallions. Now, many of you probably don't know who Connor Stallions is. Mm-hmm. He is the alleged alleged Stein Steeler. Stein Steeler for the uh, uh, University of Canada Wolverines. Excuse me, Michigan Wolverines. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and all that goodness. So there you go. There, there are your four nominees. Now, I'm just going to say this up front. I know who my winner would be, but I'm also very biased. So um, my winner is going to be uh, Jamal Brown because here's the rub on all of this. Um, he continues to lie in the face of actual video evidence that was literally presented to him in the court of law today. Mm-hmm. Now, he's also going to get a plea deal in which he pays his fine and then it'll get scrubbed from his record. You, you mean you mean Jamal Bowman, right? Yeah. Bowman, not Brown. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but literally his story holds no water because you literally see him knowingly like take a exit sign, like do not enter sign off of one of the... Um, the doors and then just pulls, just just pulls the fire alarm. Like the amount of idiocy that you have to have to believe his story is on the, um, I believe OJ Simpson is innocent and Stephen Avery didn't kill Teresa Hallbuck levels of stupidity. Or that we didn't actually land on the moon levels of stupidity. Or that 9-11 was a complete inside job. Levels of stupidity. That's all I'm going to say. That's where I'm going with this. I know you're going to go so, Connor Stallions, but why is it? I, I mean, I was being facetious with it. But yeah, there, there's no way that you don't give it to someone like J. Maul Bowman or... Um, Rashida Tlaib. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Bowman on this week. So that's where I'm at with that. But now it is time for us to take in the both best and worst take of the week, Pat. And it's on abortion. And this comes from our uh, fine friends over on TikTok. I'm just defending abortion. If you're defending abortion and you said the reason you support abortion is because you believe that human beings with consciousness are more special and have more value than human beings without consciousness, a scary argument. I'm telling you, we know definitively that children at 21 weeks to 40 weeks, when they're still gestating in their mother's womb, have that ability for consciousness. I disagree. I think they have the potential for consciousness. They are not a developed human mind at that point. When does a human get a developed mind? That I can't answer. That's a Peter Sanger argument. He's a well-known philosopher who argues that, in fact, there's no fundamental difference between a newborn who was just born a week ago versus a child in the womb. So the researchers, scientists, say that about three months after birth is when a human being has full consciousness and can express a will to live. That's widely agreed upon. What I'm saying is your argument that consciousness determines whether or not a person gets to live means that therefore to be philosophically consistent with your position, you've got to be okay with a mother and father choosing to end the life of a child up to three months out of utero. And if you're not okay with that, you've got to go back and find another reason to justify abortion in all nine months. I'm, 
I think I am okay with it, actually. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for admitting it. Yeah. Okay. Does anyone else have questions? You convinced me. So, Pat, um, do you see why this is both the best and worst take of the week? Well, I mean, she completely owned him and actually gave a, a, a logical argument to what he was, his insanity of what he's wanting because kids don't have, supposedly don't have consciousness, right? So you, you, you have to pick one of the other scenarios. Well, and then it becomes the worst because he chooses the absolute worst thing possible that you mm. can kill kids after three months in Euro. Out of your own, like, I'm about to have a kid in about a week and a half-ish. Well, what if the kid's Just, a ginger? Well, then he has no soul, but that doesn't mean he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't have the right to live. Ugh. Jerk. No, I'm kidding. Um, ginger lives matter, man. A little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally kidding. Totally kidding. Um but I think you missed where I was going to go with this. Why okay, this is where, the, where both, were you? The, both the best and worst take of the week. I get what you were or where you were going with this, but for me, what do we talk about when we talk about reviving liberty? Make them own their sh- right? Yeah. We just oh, made them geez. own their crap. She literally said Either you believe this or you're full of it, right? And he Mm -hmm. said, yeah. So we got them to say the quiet part out loud. He said it out loud. That's both the best and the worst. It is the best because you said exactly what you actually mean out loud. And it's Mm -hmm. the worst because you are an absolutely terrible human being. Anybody who would advocate for a murder of somebody who is literally in front of them, you can see them, you can interact with them on any level. He, this is eugenics, folks. This is this is literal, literal infanticide. Eugenics. Uh, That's what this is. Any anybody advocate? Can, can we change our Richard of the Week by chance? No, to this because I don't know if this actually took place this week or not. Oh, fair enough. But it, my, my, because my thing is this anybody advocating for killing a three month old, I mean, that's just, you're advocating for murder of an innocent child. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My, uh, my first nephew is just going to be three months old in a couple of weeks now. Yeah. A couple of weeks now. Uh, what? I, I just, Wow, 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 wow. I think that's incredibly insane, but thank you. That was her point, right? Thank you for admitting it. That's both really good and you're a terrible person. I know who to avoid in life. I know who I don't want to be around. Thank you. Go in your corner. You're insane. All right, but, but. Um, let's go to the world of, well, let's save this one to last. Um, let's go to the world of journalism, Pat. 
Okay. For a best take of the week. And it's a guest. Journalism actually journalisming? Oh, no, no, no. It is a okay. guest absolutely crushing the BBC's narrative when it comes to Hamas. Defend yourself. It's how you defend yourself in the situation. In this case, how Israel defends itself. And there's been a lot of concentration. We've been talking about aid today, the plight of Palestinian civilians on the ground, uh, that siege that's been tightened on the Gaza Strip until today. No food, no water, no medical supplies, aerial bombardments day and night aimed, Israel says, at Hamas and Hamas infrastructure. But the number of casualties amongst civilians has been very, very high. Well, let me pick up, if I may, on those points in turn. In compliance with its obligations under international law to minimize civilian casualties, Israel is issuing warnings of where it will be striking Hamas terrorist infrastructure. It's a practice used by all law-abiding countries. It is telling them to leave in order to try to save their lives. And, of course, there has also been mass evacuation of Israeli civilians from the north and south of Israel, away from the borders with terrorist organizations. But there is another myth here, that Israel has an obligation to supply Hamas terrorists with electricity and other goods, and that is without basis in international law. Israel is not required to fund or assist Hamas war efforts as it attempts to butcher Jews. Uh, and of course, since Hamas violently seized control in 2007, Israel has continued to provide a part of uh, Gaza's fuel, uh, electricity, water, uh, and also medical care to Palestinian civilians that Hamas neglects and abuses. That isn't viable during a military campaign where Hamas exploits these transfers, stealing supplies and penetrating humanitarian organizations to mask its terror uh, operations and to launder funds. And Hamas uses the electricity grid in Gaza to continue to fire missiles onto Israeli civilians. That firing has continued in the course of the last hour and, and your broadcasts. And of course, some of these rockets from Gaza uh, fall short, as we saw with the Al-Ali hospital car park. Uh, in the case of Palestinian Islamic Jihad, um, a third of the rockets fired in the last exchange of theirs fell short, killing many Gazan civilians. Uh, but I must stress in relation to your question, there is no requirement to provide resources. International law only requires that Israel facilitate the passage of food and medicine by third parties if such goods can be reliably delivered without diversion to Hamas. And we know that is not the case because Hamas controls Gaza. And in fact, the basic rules outlined by the Geneva and the Hague Conventions are, are, are that sieges are lawful unless they are deliberately aimed at starving the local population. The IDF has been repeatedly clear about its objectives, defeating Hamas, establishing a new reality in Gaza where Israel doesn't face a genocidal terror organization that has uh, the will or capability to attack Israeli civilians and rescuing the hostages. <laughs> In less okay, than three minutes, um, she literally flipped the double bird to the BBC live on its own air. Uh, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. We'll just end the show there. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? But we do have one more uh, best take of the week, and this one comes from the world of sports. And uh, to your point about Connor Stallions and the University of Michigan, the cesspool of them all. Um, I, I bring you this take from Tim Brando, all due respect to my friends at Yahoo sports, CFB at the athletic CFB, whom I respect and all others. The allegations against Harbaugh in Michigan football happening now are yet another example of the at NCAA's disdain for college football. Shall I go on about the six year 
investigation of KU Hoops context matters. Do I suspect issues exist here? Absolutely I do. But as you see today on X slash Twitter, fans using the term asterisk with my number one ranking of the Wolverines is what this is all about. It's time CFB's leaders recognize it must govern without the NCAA's help. Charlie Baker is whistling a different tune that he did upon taking over from Mark Emmerich. The NCAA's long history of legislating against human dignity remains intact. So no, these allegations until proven will not sway my football opinion of the Wolverines. The commissioners of the 9 or 10 conferences should just hire their own infractions investigators and let the NCAA know they can concentrate on cleaning up other sports, men's basketball, at the top of the list. Good night and good luck. Thoughts, Pat. Thoughts. Look, I, I mean, I said this. When, when did we talk about Was this on Wednesday that we talked some about this? I, I don't remember when it was. But I, I said this. Like, I, I don't know if this is true yet or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do know from what has come out so far, looks very, 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 very bad for the University of Michigan. I don't see a way out. And uh, of for Jim Harbaugh and company, um, a, in terms of if this is proven, yeah, it, but we it, have to prove it first. Correct, correct. Because we've all, but the version of proof is very different than in a court of law. Let's put it that way. Right now, this that all haven't been said. That all haven't been that. said, Pat. The the other thing, he is exactly right that college football is an absolute animal moneymaker, right? It absolutely right. is, okay? But it's not a moneymaker for everybody, okay? If you're in one of the conferences that get massive amounts of money from these television deals and all the broadcasting rights and all that crap, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's huge. It's not. But if you're not. It's existing in an ether. Mm. Division One men's football, right? Do we have an NCAA Division I men's football champion? No. Why? Because it's actually not governed. It's governed by the conferences, right? And it exists inside the NCAA framework in so much as you're an academic institution. You have to be through all of the – every sport's required to to live through these, these requirements. Tim Brando's right. The NCAA has no credibility when it comes to this. It's time for you to get your outside investigators, get your own apparatus. College football needs to exist outside the NCAA framework. That's the reality that we exist in because of money. But why this story is also important, and I didn't get a chance to put this in because I wasn't sure if we'd have time, but uh, an old friend and colleague of mine, Aaron Torres, who has a really good podcast, by the way, if you're into sports, talking about sports and less about the BS, Aaron Torres is a great podcast to listen to. It's T-O-R-R-E-S, Aaron Torres. As he put it, why does this story matter? So many people are talking about cheat, cheat, cheat. It's not about cheating. It's not about Michigan. It's not about anything other than this. Integrity. The very integrity of the game that is being played. And it's not about, well... Other teams cheat this way or that way, and wouldn't that be about integrity? No. Because if you have the ability to alter the fundamentals of the game, 
which is exactly what is being alleged here, by the way. It's not just that they were able to get what uh, holding up two fingers on one side and one finger on the other means. No, it is literally they had the ability to understand what was coming before it was coming in some cases, right? It also goes to the integrity of the sport because there is what? Billions of dollars. Why does the NCAA tournament in college basketball matter? Gambling. Why does college football in the NFL have the reign that it has on the hierarchy of sports in America? Gambling. It always has. It always will. I mean, I grew up in Wisconsin. They still don't have off uh, Indian reservation sports books allowed or sports gambling allowed. Like you can't use FanDuel or any of the other apps inside the state of Wisconsin unless you hop yourself on to Indian ground. And then you have to use the apps that the Indians have provided for you at the casino. Okay. All of that to say this. This would call into question the very integrity of the fundamentals of your sport. That's why this story matters. And is the NCAA capable of handling that? Hmm. No. Yeah. My So you, you actually took some of what I actually said to you last night about this off air because we, we were talking briefly about Colin Coward, which honestly, as I think about it, probably could have made our Richard of the Week list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he had said something to the effect of uh, the only reason people care about this is because it's the University of Michigan. No. no um, and, and if it was Purdue, no one would care. Well, there is a little truth to that, but he's vastly missed the point, as you've pointed out. It's not about if it's Michigan or Purdue or some other school. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing an Ohio State shirt right now, okay? The losers take, of take, Saturday's contest? Yes. No. We, we will beat Wisconsin by, by about 17, would be my guess. But anyway, my, my point is this. I'm, I'm wearing this, and I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. I don't know what's really going on in Michigan. I do know it looks bad. I worse. care more about the integrity of the game than I care about who it's happening to. Because, by the way, a, want... a really good Michigan program against a really good Ohio State program is good for the game. It is. It is good for the game. I, I As much as it pains me to say this, I would rather Michigan be really good and we beat the living crap out of them when they are legitimately good versus a team that is allegedly stealing signs and cheating their way to the top and, and, and by the way, beating it's not even team. about the sign stealing. It's mm. it, it is actually evolving into them keeping illegal film on cert internal servers and then yep. handing it to future opponents of other teams. Right. Okay. This goes to literally the heart and the integrity of the entire game. Right. And most fans don't understand what goes on behind the scenes in college football today. It is such a business, okay, that if it, this is the akin of, of Enron cooking its books. This is what this is, okay? This is literally we have the ability to predetermine the outcome of the game. 
if we could. Now, the, the element that is missing, unlike in the Enron situation, is this. They can't control the other side all the time, right? The other side still, both sides still got to play the game. They still got to execute X, Y, Z, and ABC of, of said plays, right? There's that element that you cannot physically control, but when you can control knowing what's coming more often than not, and you can execute against that, you're going to win every single game all the time. It is not just about competitive advantage. It is about altering the fundamental integrity of the game. And that's the, that is the crux of the problem. What's going on. I mean, for crying out loud, the little Brown jug, Pat, right? One of the most lopsided rivalries in all of college football between Minnesota and Michigan, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Has been for the longest time, been very lopsided was started over the integrity of the game. What do you mean? The head coach at the University of Michigan back in back in the 40s or, or so, uh, Fielding Yost, right? One of the greatest minds in college football history, right? Gave us a lot uh-huh. of innovation in the game. Was so paranoid about what Minnesota might try to do to win a game against them that he believed that they would poison the water. So he had them bring their own water to the game in little brown jugs. They brought their That's... own water in fear of the other team cheating by poisoning the water. That That's funny. That's okay. funny that that's where that rivalry came from. That's the story of that to tell you that that would go to the integrity of the game, right? They were so worried about the integrity of the game or so paranoid about what other teams were willing to do to cheat back then that they would bring their own water to a game. Cheating's been a thing in college football for a very long time. Right. But it's a human thing. There's a difference between cheating to win a game and violating the fundamental premise of the game. And that's what's being alleged here. And when you start messing with the sports books and the big-time money that exchanged hands, you better damn well believe that that hammer's coming down. I'm telling you that right now. And it's coming down because of that, the integrity of the game. Because if I'm Caesars or if I'm DraftKings or if I'm FanDuel or whomever, right, pick your Mm -hmm. poison when it comes to the numerous apps out there that you can bet on, right? Mm -hmm. If I can't trust that I know that this is going to be a legitimate contest, Am I, am I doing that? Or should I go the route that uh, that DraftKings goes with wrestling and you get to pick the winners of the match with no money on your line and a winner-take-all or, or you get a portion of whatever. It's like, I think it's like $25,000, right? But notice how we all know that that's a predetermined outcome. Spoiler alert. Right? Wrestling's predetermined. Everybody could, you could figure this out, right? You could have all of the inside information on who's winning what matches, right? You legitimately could. But you're not actually not allowed, they're not allowing you to put any money into that. They're just saying, we're going to do a pool, and whoever can guess it right gets a portion of $25,000. Or all of it if you're the only one. 
right? Right. Are we really going to go that route? Because, by the way, that would kill college football, too. This does not look good for the University of Michigan. Um, I, I, I believe they're, they're going to have something out in the next week or two, one yeah, to two I, weeks or so. I believe you're also uh, going to have to – and why we also need to get away from in college football, the NCAA, they're incapable of putting together any sort of quick, progressive – understanding of of a code of ethics like mm-hmm. hey by the way it, in order to be the head coach at xyz you've i i'm not a big fan of licensure right i've talked about that but you better sign on to a code of ethics right and if you're going to violate said code of ethics out see you later now, some of the other uh, stuff around Connor Stallions and what he was doing with some of the other advanced scouting. And by the way, it, it it's insane what's being alleged that's being leaked out further and further. Like he was trying to put algorithms and uh, predictive modeling of how to best recruit and this, that, and everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, how to optimize recruiting for future scheduling or scheduling for the recruiting that you're doing and winning. And Oh, my God. That, that, wow. That's quite the rabbit hole. However, the crux of the matter is integrity of the sport. And when you start messing with that, you've got to change. You've got to do something. So I I would not be surprised to see the college football playoff kind of be the catalyst for extracting college football, at least the, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, ACC. I could argue the AAC maybe even or the remnants of the Pac-12, right? But uh-huh. get five of them out, and you've got 64 to 70-some-odd teams, right, in the mix at that point? Uh-huh. 20, 20, so that's 40. The SEC goes to 20, that's 60. Or the ACC, I should say, could go to 20, so that's... Yeah, so you're, up, you're upwards of 60 to, to 80, right? Uh-huh. Take them out. What what are you going to do, NCAA? You're going to sue us? We're still staying in your organization for every other sport. Um, a good example of this is collegiate rugby is not an NCAA sport, right? Outside the purview of the NCAA. They put on their own championships. They do their own thing. Rugby sevens, all this other stuff, right? can and does happen. So why not football? Also, you have a greater package to sell to whom? Advertisers to, uh, here's a deal. Here's an idea, Pat. We're all going to bring all of our contracts under one umbrella, right? And um, instead of all the multi-millions of dollars, we're going to, present a package in which uh, every game's available to every fan, no matter where you live. And that package goes uh, CFB plus or whatever the hell you want to call it. Right. Yeah. Also, we're going to partner with XYZ betting app. <laughs> Do you see where this goes? Right. And uh, on top yeah. of it, you have the ability to actually allow players to just get paid. Uh, you got to rip the bandaid off because NIL is not working. 
and it's not working because it's an absolute crap show of we're just funneling money from our selves to boosters and vice versa. And, and they're just literally, I mean, crying out loud. I just, it'll, it'll be the ultimate middle finger to the, to the NCAA if they can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And the NCAA, by the way, I would have no leg to stand on. They can, they can't sue. They can't do anything about it. They're, what are they gonna do? Kick them out. Ah, your other cash cow is the NCAA basketball tournament, right? So yeah, and it's really your only cash cow, by the way. If you're the NCAA, you see, there's a difference between the money from the institutional level to the organizational level, right? The money coming mm-hmm. back. So if you're the Missouri Valley Conference, or if you're the um, Horizon League, or whatever have you, right? Getting one or two teams into the tournament, or multiple teams, or whatever, it all matters. The farther they go, the more money everybody has to split up. Come later. It's just, wow, wow. It, 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 this hole keeps getting worse and worse and worse. It, it just feels like we're uh, digging through, like, sand right now, right? Where you dig the hole and it fills right back up. You dig the hole and it fills right back up. And I think the only way to get out of it is a different organizational standpoint. I, I don't know how you get around this. One that has some ethics to it. A clear-cut code of rules and conduct that you cannot violate. And if you do violate it, not just the spirit, but the letter of the law, you're gone. And have some real teeth. Have a real commissioner. Somebody who can really do something. Not not a Roger Goodell type, by the way. Correct. Yeah. So with that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's program. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. Uh, no means no. And for Pete's sakes, be smarter than uh, Kamala Harris and Hakeem Jeffries. As well as, uh, please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals this weekend on Wisconsin and Matthew 547. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.